Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And what's up, everybody? I hope you all are having a great start to your week. You all, I'm so excited because we have one of my favorite people here behind my one of my favorite skincare brands. We have Sarah Lee and Christine Chang, who are the founders of Glow Recipe, the amazing skincare brand, just phenomenal from the uh, just so many things i can't even like pick right now but you all are in for a treat because they just drop so many gems on us and just tell us their full story of how they got in this space and you all will learn why i'm now wanting to start dunking my head in milk (laughs) we'll get into that anyway if you like skincare if you like stories if you want to hang out if you like milk if you don't like milk this is the episode for you, so grab a seat, grab a snack, and let's get into today's episode. Christine and Sarah, welcome to the show. How are you guys? We're good. Good. Hi. Thanks for having us. Of course. Um, before we get into it, I want to start with a recap of last year. Who were some of your guys' top artists that you were listening to out of curiosity? <laughs> I mean, Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> it was her own, right? <laughs> Taylor Swift for sure. I actually also enjoy Selena Gomez's um, latest single too. So the two besties. Oh, that's a yeah. Good, uh, that, was a that was a good one. Mm-hmm. It was. It was yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Taylor Swift was mine too. Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran just constantly. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yes. uh, we love Ed. <laughs> we love Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, before we get into all the cool stuff that you guys are up to now, take us back to childhood, Christine, and childhood, Sarah. Like, what role did beauty and skincare kind of play in your upbringing that made you all interested in it? Yeah, of course. So Sarah can speak to her experience as well, but I think we both grew up pretty much with moms, aunts, grandmothers who were all so obsessed with skincare. And skincare was always the best part of the day. You would see them patting on their skincare at the end of the day, really enjoying that process, that moment for themselves that they carved out. And one of my early memories is actually when I moved back from the States where I grew up to Korea um, in around fifth grade, 
The first place we went literally after we landed was the Korean bathhouse. All of the aunts and my mom gathered. We took out this plethora of like different foods from the refrigerator, yogurt, teas, milk, often spoiled milk. And they would (laughs) splash this on the skin during the bathing process, all while like enjoying this kind of ritual together. And at the time, it was so curious to see grown women taking milk in a bowl and splashing it on their skin. But later you realize, oh, milk has lactic acid. That's why it leaves skin softer. There's a reason for all of these kind of food to face rituals that we're seeing in addition to these beautiful skincare kind of customs that we grew up with essentially. That's so cool. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, very similar. And this is why, you know, when we co-founded Glow Recipe, a lot of what we've you know, co-founded um, the whole idea, the concept, the philosophy, everything really was inspired by our heritage, our upbringing, our childhood memories. I mean, one thing, you know, that I'll share is we grew up with our grandmothers rubbing watermelon rinds on our heat rashes um, in hot summer months. We both grew up in Korea, uh, in different countries, but Korea, when we were growing up there, our grandmothers used to just like pull out a piece of watermelon and like actually rub the rind on the backs and also like arms where we had heat rashes. And, you know, as children, we were, I mean, firsthand, we saw the healing process and it was quite miraculous. And so we knew the power of, you know, super fruit, super powered ingredients, what they could do on the skin and how we bonded over those memories too. So it's a really, it's, you know, we, we look back fondly at those moments, but also um, they impacted what we do every day today in a big way. That's so cool. Like the milk one now, I'm like, uh, I need to add dumping my face in milk after my ice rolling routine. <laughs> yes, maybe not spoiled milk though. <laughs> too far, yeah. <laughs> And um, like as time went on, did you guys have like a first job in the skincare space or how did you start to learn a little bit more about like the science and like different products and things? Yeah. So very similar stories here, too. Um, We grew up so passionate about skincare where, you know, we kind of dreamed about working in the world of skincare and beauty. It just was a dream. And so we sort of naturally were looking at opportunities to start internships and, you know, work in beauty companies. So for both of us, actually, our first companies um, that we worked at were was L'Oreal in the Korea office in Seoul. Um, and that's where we met, actually, and became friends. Um, and, you know, L'Oreal still today is an amazing company. Back in the day, it was just a dream job. And so I remember applying for the internship, like really hoping to get in. And once we heard that we became interns. It was just like the best day. (laughs) Um, I mean, we started our jobs every day was, you know, it was a little different than what we thought. It wasn't all about just making products or applying products, but um, it was, we learned so much the, the, the beauty of marketing, branding, you know, forecasting, working with global team, like the Paris office. It was just a dream come true, like all around. And so, we really enjoyed and learned so much throughout our jobs. Um, and then we both unplanned and completely coincidentally moved to New York around uh, the same time, actually, which is so 
just wild thinking back. (laughs) (laughs) And we both ended up working at the same New York office in the same company, L'Oreal. Just again, unplanned. And so we ended up both working for about 10, 11 years doing marketing, product development, global marketing, digital marketing, branding, um, you know, throughout different brands within the L'Oreal conglomerate. And we really like enjoyed working throughout those years. I think though, at the back of our minds, we always wanted to become entrepreneurs down the road. We just didn't know when and how. Um, And so when we had this idea to join forces and create a brand together, which was back in 2014. That was when we had this moment of like, okay, wow, like we're doing this. This is a job that we dreamt of. We loved it so much. And had we not had this idea, we would have kept going and, you know, stayed and remained at L'Oreal. But we have this incredible idea to do this on our own together. Um, So here we are. So we quit our jobs in 2014 and started Glow Recipe. That's so cool. And like, what was the first thing that you all thought that, okay, we want this uh, company to be different in such and such aspects? Like, what were the main differentiators that you guys really wanted to establish in Glow Recipe? So when we both came to the States, um, Sarah through the company, myself, because I was actually studying here for a little bit, we realized that the approach to skincare was so different. People did not see skincare as this joyful ritual that we had grown up with. The skincare was a big chore. Um, and we felt like there could be a sea change around this conversation. Makeup was considered fun and transformational because of that instant visual effect. And by creating Glow Recipe, the goal was always, let's bring in some amazing efficacious skincare and educate on ingredients, educate on the routine, but also at the same time, make the process really approachable and fun and sensorial for everyone. Because if something is enjoyable, you're going to do it consistently. And consistency is what drives results in skincare. And so in our early iteration of our business, we were curating brands, but eventually we launched Glow Recipe Skincare, which is the fruit forward line you see at Sephora today. And the North Star around our mission to make skincare Essentially, that girl <laughs> has never <laughs> right? It was, it was always about okay. Even on our social imagery or our touch points on Instagram, when we're answering customers and DMs, how do we make each t- touch point uplifting and inclusive and amazing for everyone? So yes, in terms of products, we were able to I think really with Glow Recipe bring together clinically effective but also in beautiful packaging, beautiful textures, things that felt delicious on the skin, that smelled delicious, like so that you're really having that true 360 experience around skincare, but also around the actual experience you had when engaging with the brand. So real skin acceptance is a big pillar for Glow, and it has been from the early days. We have not retouched our imagery in years. Our models and skincare campaigns do not wear makeup, so you're seeing the real skin as is, and it's a very diverse array of different types of skin tones, types, textures, concerns. Um, but also in terms of language, we try not to use words like flawless, poreless, perfection, words that we feel like do not make the skincare experience enjoyable and do not hold up real skin acceptance. And so we want our very diverse community to feel seen and heard when they're interacting with the brand. And we try to be intentional about each and every touch point. In that way. I love that. And going back to like when you guys were deciding and like 
the first products and stuff, what were the, what was the main kind of drive of deciding which products you all would create first? Because I feel like that's something a lot of times that's kind of hard where you're like, what's going to be our hero product? So like, what are we going to start with? Is our introduction to the market? This is how we're going to stand out. Like, how did you guys decide which to do and like what mm-hmm. scent and whatnot? Yeah, the very first product, um, I'm not sure if Colin, if you remember this, but it was the watermelon sleeping mask. And it was, yes, um, I do. <laughs> it was definitely something that like broke the internet, if you will. And it was just um, a sensational at that time, a sensation at that time. Um, but the, the reason why we came up with that specific product was because we were thinking as busy entrepreneurs, um, you know, always on the go, never really sleeping, but wanting to look hydrated and fresh and glowy at all times we're thinking people would want this too no matter what stage of your life you're in you still always want to look like you just woke up as if you had eight plus hours of sleep Um, so the whole idea was what would that dream product be um, for everyone to you know have in a very simple like one-step routine have the product really work hard for you overnight and then you just wake up to better skin And that whole concept of like starting from the dream result that we want that fits our lifestyle, but that we envision that everybody else would appreciate um, was a sleeping mask. And at that time, that category didn't really exist. And so, you know, we wanted to sort of introduce the concept in a way that was relevant for everybody because we wanted it to be skincare for all. And at the same time, we wanted it to be catchy so that people can really like you know, as they're scrolling, scroll stop because they see something <laughs> that captivates and catches their attention online. But also if they go to a, the Sephora store, um, because we, you know, launched with Sephora all at the same time, that you would stop at the shelf because the packaging stands out and the story is really enticing. And so the idea for that was let's come up with a hero ingredient that is near and dear to our our childhood memories and our hearts, which is watermelon. <laughs> um, like I mentioned, we grew up with it being such a critical part of like our healing process during hot summer months. And we dug into it and we learned that it just has like amazing skincare benefits. It's mineral rich, it's vitamin rich, it's hydrating, it's soothing, it brightens the skin, it actually helps to tighten the pores, it just has a lot of amazing benefits that people weren't really talking about or even aware of. And so we thought it would be an amazing idea to introduce this fruit that is actually familiar to everybody, but in a way that is within the skincare narrative and also combine it with a clinically effective ingredient because at the end of the day, for any skincare product, you want results. Like you don't want to just have fun and be, you know end it there. You want it to work hard for you. <laughs> and so knowing the benefits of watermelon, but also combining with time-tested proven ingredients like hyaluronic acid, which we all know is intensely hydrating for the skin, and also AHA, which helps to gently resurface the skin. We combined almost like a little mini facial in a jar that works hard for you throughout the night. That's how we came up with the idea for the formulation. We initially told the labs that that's what we wanted. And that we wanted this gelatinous, elastic, you know, slimy, but hydrating, refreshing texture. And the lab said, um, there's no way that they could make this product. (laughs) So (laughs) it was, um, you know, it was a lot of back and forth. It it took a 
I mean, hundreds of, of submissions and trials. We had to fly back to Korea to, to meet the chemists and, you know, inspire them all over again, you know, apply multiple iterations on our faces and other um, panelists, if you will, because we had to test on different skin tones and types. And um, it just, it wasn't an easy process, but we wanted our very first product to have that, you know, broad appeal um, with really effective results, but also visually appealing. Like it had to check all the boxes. And so, you know, that's how it was born. And I think because it was scroll stopping, if you remember the jar has this sort of ice cube shape with irregular curvy mm -hmm. edges, it's as, you know, if you poured like warm or hot water from above onto a cold ice cube, that will like sort of like shave off the harsh edges. And that was the inspo for us. Like we just wanted something that replicated our experience growing up of that cold, icy watermelon experience, you know, applying, you know, the rides on our body um, skin, but at the same time, like beautiful to look at and for something that you're so proud to display on your vanity and show it off to your friends on Instagram and, and YouTube. Uh, back in the day, those were the two channels. <laughs> um, and today, of course, is TikTok. That's, that's how it started. And I think people were so excited to share their experiences and reviews on their channels. And I think that's why it became uh, a popular product right off the bat. And Christine, I think you brought up a good point too. Like the project and the imagery was so visual and so bright. Like, I feel like at that time when I remember when I first saw it, I was like, what is this like cool pink, what are all these colors? Like everybody <laughs> looks so dewy and yep. Like that was so true. Like it really did stick out on the shelves and stuff where it made you be like, what is this? And you just want to start immediately touching it and like putting your hands in it and seeing like how it works. Thank you for saying that. That means a lot. You've captured it exactly. We jokingly say, you know, Legally Blonde is <laughs> movies that we can really relate to because you can still ace it at Harvard Law while wearing these vibrant colors. Our packaging is kind of similar in that way. It's beautiful on your shelf, but you're still getting the benefits of really clinically tested ingredients like multi-molecular rate hyaluronic acid paired with plum. The AHAs mentioned by Sarah earlier in the, treatment, the night treatment and mask. Um, paired with soothing watermelon. So we're also very rigorous in terms of the testing, the clinical consumer testing that we like to do on all of our products, the safety testing, the ingredients, all while not taking ourselves too seriously. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. 
And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. No, I, I love that. Like, that would... I just I just love that, like especially like when you talked about like using the different types of models and different types of imagery, and that is so true. I feel like that is a key thing when a lot of people are looking at skincare and products. They're looking at, like you said, the language. They're looking at is somebody represented mm-hmm. that has like my texture, like what I'm looking for. Because I feel like a lot of times when you're looking at products, it's like, oh, like this is for the perfect poreless or for the mattifying, whatever. And that can be kind of intimidating to people where they're like, I don't want to be mad or I don't know, you know what this language is. They're looking at, they want something that's like easy, simple, and doesn't have a lot of steps too. Like I feel like what you talked on mm-hmm. Sarah earlier about the sleeping bag, just put that on and it looks like you, like you said, <laughs> eight hours of sleep. Like it's something that's easy, simple and approachable too, which is, can be kind of difficult a lot of times when doing products and doing branding or any marketing of the sort. And, like, going into it, I want to talk about, like, social strategy. Since we talked about uh, YouTube and um, Instagram at the time, like, there's so many channels now. So how do you all kind of balance between of how you put different types of videos, whether it's UGC or just market? How do you feel like you utilize the different channels? And is there one particular that you prioritize more than the others? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing I'll say is that we want to be first movers. So, you know, the great thing is that we have an amazing team of, you know, people that are extremely passionate about social media. They live and breathe TikTok and Instagram today. (laughs) And to the point um, that in our for our team, we have a Slack channel uh, that's called hashtag TikTok. So, you know, what we do internally is we just share our favorite TikToks or what we think is worth watching or something that we thought was funny with the whole company and everyone reacts. And it's just like an ongoing, like amazing, very engaged chat. Um, Even when we hire people, we look at that too. Like, are you passionate about social media or creating content? You don't have to be a content team member. You could be in customer care, you could be in finance, but are you like in that world? Because then you'll speak our language. Mm -hmm. So we start from there. Um, it really fundamentally starts from the team. And then with that, we, like I said, you know, always want to be first movers. So when TikTok became a thing, or even before that, um, our team like jumped on it and what, you know, the whole team was experimenting on what this channel was all about and like putting out content to see if people were reacting and responding. And I think that goes a long way because you can really kind of work with the native sort of landscape of that specific channel or platform and learn maybe faster than a lot of other um, people out there and can try different things um, when there aren't a lot of people yet. And so, you know, the, the risk of having to make mistakes or failing and, you know, uncertain things is very low. Like it's just totally fine. Um, so I think we like to take that approach. And then, of course, um, when we, you know, we love having organic content. It's obviously easier said than done. But um, we have very specific ways to approach that. You know, we we religiously believe in relationship building. We have an incredible PR team that is 
I mean, quite literally a master at that. Um, you know, you meet somebody and it doesn't end there. It just continues no matter what. Um, and that's just something we believe uh, goes a long way. And secondly, because of that, we're able to have opportunities to have conversations or inspire the creators, whether they're nanos or megas, it doesn't matter, um, to tell the story behind the scenes um, of what's going on with the brand. You know, they sometimes get a preview before anybody else. And that means a lot to some people, especially the, the micros. And so we try to really give that excitement um, about the brand and almost like an access to, you know, what's behind the scenes to our friends. Then when it comes to paid partnerships, you know, we would we would have specific partnerships, you know, the contracts in place, but we still would let them be who they are. Like we would never give them a full script of what to say. You know, we would set up a Zoom call, for example, and introduce the product or the campaign or whatever we want to kind of put out. But that's really it. And then from there, it's really up to them to come up with their own creative ideas, with their own voice, their own, you know, new like ways of trying things because they know their audience the best and we trust them. And that's why we work with them. And so I think that also goes a long way because even if they are paid content, um, they come across as quite authentic. And so, you know, there's different ways to, to create sort of like that swell. But for us, the main idea is how can we really empower the authentic voices of everyone that we work with from nanos to megas. And that's true. And that's a good point. Cause a lot of times like companies will be like, Oh, we want to work with such and such creator. And then the creator can tell they're like, okay, this definitely feels transactional. Right. Like you guys don't actually care and you don't really care about my voice and stuff. And that's really good to hear that. You're like, no, like we want to do, obviously like we have things that we want them to talk about, but we also want to hear like mm -hmm. their initial reactions and like truly invest in like, their audience and like how they feel like Cause you guys did a cool one with like Michaela, for instance. And that was a really good example of like, kind of like letting the creator kind of like kind of lead that whole mission mm -hmm. thing. And how did that one come about? Cause that one was really cool. Michaela. The Michaela post, you mean? Michaela mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That one was so, so cool. Yeah. She's had, um, we've been seeding her products for some time and I think she's just always had an organic love for the brand. And when that shows through in content, the audience, I think, can also tell. So we've had a very long-term relationship with Michaela. She's an incredible creator and knows her audience so well. So in the early days, it was a kit that she actually sent out as like a mailer to her own kind of network of creators and community. Um, and then later that evolved to us partnering with Michaela on a Glow Recipe branded, Glow Recipe X Michaela curation of her favorites too. So over the years, it's just been an incredible partnership. No, yeah, that was so, and I feel like that's just so key. And I feel like that's just a good example in telling to other brands and stuff that are looking to work with creators. Like you kind of, like you said earlier, so you have to kind of like let them lead. And if they have favorite products or they have like, favorite ideas about that, that's going to show through more authentically than if you're like, hey, like you need to talk about only these three things. And it's like, if you let them kind of like lead and pick like their favorites or do whatever, they're going to know how to reach the audience that you're trying to engage with also. And then it's going to come across more authentic and more original than if you kind of like scripted it. Exactly. And like looking at um, like out of home and other types of campaigns, how do you all decide how those come about? Like 
which cities and which things to kind of do, like whether it be a billboard or just like a big like launch campaign. Like how does how does how does um, how does the deciding process for those work? Is it kind of based off of market or? Yeah, What's so like we had our first ever out-of-home campaign on a mass scale across multiple cities in August last year. And how that came about was it really all started with community. You know, Sarah talked about our community approach, whether it's creators with mega followers, nanos, or just our customers that are online. Everyone is really part of our community. And being part of our community means, yes, getting previews of products or having those direct conversations on social or, you know, having that special engagement touch point with the brand. But it also for us means kind of living our values together. And this campaign was titled Do You. And the reason for that was Do is a play on (laughs) our dew drops, our viral watermelon glow nice and my dew drops that helps leave skin super glowy when you put it on instantly, but then over time helps to treat hyperpigmentation and brightens the skin. But it was do you as in kind of you live your best self. Um, And the idea was we wanted to cast members of our community to be in a campaign around do you and that sense of confidence that the product gives you, but we wanted to cast it in a way that felt true to glow And after a lot of deliberation with the team, we decided that we would do it without seeing any of the models. So it's done completely blind. You know, imagine Love is Blind meets um, American, (laughs) if you will. And it was such a rewarding process because we saw, oh my God, it was thousands of applications came in in just a few days. And these answers were like essay length about what skincare meant to them, how they felt about Glow Recipe what having a good skin day or a bad skin day means to them personally, like all of these amazing anecdotes. And we ended up narrowing it down to some finalists, um, got on phone calls with them, still never seeing their faces until essentially the day they came for the shoot. And I think our team really recounts this as one of the best experiences ever, because not only do we get to engage with so many of our community members in such a meaningful way, but the fact that we could have everyone really believe and know that they could also star in a campaign, anyone, that was really meaningful for us because, you know, the final group of 10 that came together were such inspiring individuals from all walks of life. The shoot energy was just amazing. And those visuals were the one actually that went live in San Francisco on a building or in New York in Times Square or on a bus in Chicago and Miami. And we even have billboards in um, Canada and London as well. So for us, it was really this culmination of a global campaign. And you mentioned earlier, like, how are we choosing these cities? These are the cities where our customers are present. Obviously, we wish we could be everywhere, but we couldn't. But we also make sure to lock down these kind of billboard moments and out-of-home moments, even before we knew what the campaign would look like, who would be casted, because that's how strongly we believed in this process. No, I love that. That's so cool. And I feel like that's so true because a lot of times when people are looking at these skincare campaigns or beauty campaigns, a lot of it just feels sometimes like unattainable and just like that's them and this is me. And doing campaigns like that just makes it more real and more like, no, we're all like we're it's not, there's no definition for one type of beauty or one type of what skincare looks like. It comes in multiple ways and looks so I feel like that's so cool for whenever you can do those types of campaigns and those types of um, marketing pushes. 
And then, like, for my last one, I'm just curious because it is winter right now. What are some good, um, what are some products that you all feel like you reach for that are good for during the winter when it's dry and you want to kind of just soothe and keep your skin hydrated? Well, it's a full routine for me because in the winter, your skin, you know, to your point, um, you know, your skin barrier is usually compromised. Your skin gets dehydrated faster, like that cycle comes faster than, you know, other warmer months. So I would say, you know, making sure you cleanse really well um, to begin with is so important. I actually grew up with my mom saying that cleansing is the most important step of everything else. She wouldn't even have me like eat a sandwich or sit on my couch. Like I had to like go straight to the bathroom and wash my face. <laughs> it was definitely, I was trained um, very aggressively on that one. Um, so, but you know, finding the right cleanser that doesn't strip your skin is also really important, like a gentle cleanser. So you kind of start like and set the tone there. Um, we have an amazing cleanser, the avocado ceramide cleanser that really helps to boost the barrier strength while hydrating at the same time. Um, so starting with that is really important. And then, um, Colleen, I'm sure you've tried this product. If not, um, you have to. The watermelon toner is the next step. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the pore tight toner with watermelon and um, the, the PHA and uh, AHA. Like this toner, I mean... I wouldn't say it went viral because at this point it is our top seller and we do sell this product, you know, one bottle every 12 seconds around the globe. Um, it just is a, an incredibly hydrating toner. Like it really goes a long way while it helps to tighten your pores. So, you know, the, the pore refining aspect, you can see long-term if you keep using it, but the hydrating, you feel it instantly. You feel like your skin is prepped and plump already from step one of your leave-on treatment and a typical toner, you like can strip your skin if it has alcohol and if you kind of treat it as if you were second or third step of your cleansing. But this one, our perspective is that it should be your first leave-on treatment, like where you put all the skin beneficial ingredients to be infused. Then you move on to your serum, which then I'm going to pull another bestseller, which is our dew drops. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I yes. think in the winter, especially too, like you want to have that glowy, like super hydrated plump skin that looks natural. It looks like your skin, not because you're using a highlighter with your makeup, like pearl particles, but because it just has that naturally hydrating look and finish and that's dew drops. And it actually does nourish your skin. Um, and that's, you know, another bestseller that we all love and you can mix it with your makeup or use it as a primer. Um, and then the moisturizer that seals in and locks in all of the skin beneficial ingredients that you've already included. But then now, in addition, it has this um, hydrating and intensely moisturizing ingredients. I love our Plump Plump Cream, um, which is uh, has five different weights of hyaluronic acid. And it just has this nice like gel to cream texture that's not too thick, but it feels very comforting, almost like a nice hug on your skin um, and it's a great way to finish off your routine and I would say these four steps really just are like my winter essentials I love that no and the dew chops one it's so funny any night that I know that I'm going to be photographed I'll put it on the, the, um, the higher parts of my cheek yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it we always do that too right before yeah. like a zoom or this call <laughs> dew drops is always the, the trick 
No, it, it works every time. <laughs> um, and then for my last question, um, you we touched on it earlier about working with creators and really looking at them as part of the community, not just as transactional. What advice would you give to anybody who's listening that works with creators or wants to start working with them as a business and wants to learn how to kind of like what we said earlier, like kind of make it non-transactional, but really mm-hmm. value them and really see them as a person? Actually, let me speak to the product um, question because I have a product that I am so obsessed with, which yes. is no talk about it. Talk and about Sarah it. can Let's speak go. to yes. the influencer <laughs> question. Yes. I just wanted to bring up this jewel, um, which is the Cloudberry Bright Essence Toner. It's our latest toner, and obsessed, obsessed. I was um, skiing over the winter, which is where I also sprained my knee, and now I'm on crutches. But no. all worth it. <laughs> but it was so dry every day, and this product, it really shows its metal when it's being put to the test. Like my skin drank it up every time I'm using it. It has vitamin. Well, it doesn't have vitamin C in it, but it has a combination of cloudberry and also coenzyme Q10 and glycerin and rice water, all these amazing ingredients that work to brighten the skin. Um, And it works for all different skin types, including sensitive. So for skin types that maybe where vitamin C is not as of much of a fit, this is actually an incredible pr- product to brighten and smooth the skin. And you just start every routine with it and the rest of your skincare works amazingly well with it. That's what coenzyme Q10 does. It actually boosts the rest of your skincare. So I think this is going to be the next kind of essential in every routine. Uh, yes, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> Um, to answer your question about, you know, advice for people that are tapping into the world of creators and partnerships, you know, it can be very intimidating. You see, you know, big creators that have huge following, um, you see them, you know, partnering with brands and you hear about the deals that are six figures, sometimes even seven figures. I mean, those are intimidating numbers. And you, you know, when you're just starting out or if you have a small business, it's just not attainable. What I would say, because we were there, um, I mean, we still are pretty nimble, I have to say, to this day. Um, I would say what's important is, you know, it's not the mega influencers that are always going to convert. It doesn't actually work that way in the world of creators and social media. You can have a micro influencer that can actually break the internet and make your product go completely viral. And we've seen that time and time again. The, the reality is you just never know. So what I will say is, you know, cherish relationships, even with the smallest creators, because you just never know how that's going to turn out. In the moments that you are in conversation with them or you're seeding products with them, you try your best to inspire them so that they feel like they're in the know. And you just start there and like kind of build that network. And from there, you'll see you know, you'll see something. That's, I mean, exactly what happened to us. We never spent, you know, a ton of money. We didn't even have the resources in the beginning to to be able to partner in sponsored capacity. Um, today we have partnerships, but again, this it's, it's not a huge scale still to this day. It's because we really believe in the power of relationships and how one conversation can lead to something big down the road. And that's always been our mentality. And I would really advise everyone to kind of think about it that way versus feeling intimidated. 
No, that's a good point. Cause I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, like, I'd like to do that, but we don't have the budget or we can't do this. Like you said, long term, long scale. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. You can kind of just start small and start with what you have and then build it from there. And over time and as time goes on, you probably will be able to do whether it be a brand trip that if you want to do that mm-hmm. or being able to like sponsor and do creator takeovers or whatnot. Well, that being said, okay. though, I will say you have to hustle. I mean, you can't just rely on like three people. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to reach out. You have to reach out. You have to constantly, constantly identify who could be the right person for your brand, who could be that right fit. You know, you have to constantly be on the lookout and be able to reach out to them. You know, initiate conversations. It's it's a lot of time. I mean, it's just you know, but 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 your efforts, you know, they will come to fruition. It just takes time and you have to be a little patient, but you have to put the time and effort now <laughs> and hustle. Yeah, Sarah and I spend a lot of time scrolling on TikTok. But we still Not do. Only just looking for creators. <laughs> we still do. Generally friends, <laughs> Maybe too much. To us. <laughs> Maybe too much, but you kind of have to live in the spaces that your customer lives. So you really understand what's happening, the conversations that are going on. No, that's a good point. And I feel like that's something that you guys touched on at the top of the conversation, being like, we're all very social native. So you guys are constantly looking. So someone's saying like, oh, I think this person will be well, like, you'll know, it's like, "Mm, I've actually never seen them do beauty or skincare type content, because you guys are familiar with the space. So I feel like that's also key, because that can be a misstep where somebody's not too familiar. So they might, there just might not be brand alignment Mm -hmm. there or have bring in the wrong person. So I feel like that is key to include. Yeah. And, you know, someone asked earlier, who would, if you look back, like, who would you hire, like, for the first time, like, after just the two of us, right? Like, who would be your first hire? And I do think the power of marketing is just incredibly important when you're a tiny, tiny company, because you have to put the word out there, (laughs) like, you need that awareness. So our answer, and it was what we did, and it still remains the same, is hiring somebody that can help with your content strategy from day one, who can create content, build a strategy with you, even photograph, be able to edit, you know, on TikTok. (laughs) That's who you need, like your first hire. Because that is where people are going to look first when they want to know more about a brand or anything. We always go to their website and then we go to their social media. So that's the first impression of everything. I love that. Well, thank you both so much for being here and giving us so much knowledge and skincare tips. I now need to buy a bowl for my face <laughs> to dunk it in milk. I, like that, that's my takeaway from today. I need to start dunking my face in milk. <laughs> I'm glad that's the takeaway. Dunking milk and glow recipe. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys. So thank much. you for having us. This was really fun. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aaron, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. 
You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.